Hello. Hey, what's up? Oh, not much. What or are you talking to them? Are you talking to them or me? I mean, I guess I'm... Oh, are you sniffly too? Are we both sniffly this eve? Yeah, I'm this allergic to my cat too. You are? I didn't know that about you. Yeah, sometimes it's worse than others. That's, Probably I'm raising my histamines. That is like a true... My herstamines. <laughs> my zerstamines. <laughs> Hextamines. My theistamines. Hextamines. Themstamines. I like hex. Oh my God, are we right-wingers and we have one joke? We have one joke. We have one joke. Um, okay, so guess what time it is. <gasps> it's time to like discuss the best sign in the Zodiac. Oh, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's time to play a new game, but you're right. It is Scorpio season, and it's actually, listener, when you hear this, Gala will have passed through the portal, the pain portal that is another year oh, on this earth. The <laughs> Gala has shouldered her bo- her burden yet another year. <laughs> she caught up. We're the same age again. My gosh. For what? three months. You're older than me? Yes. Whatever. Yes. But like, scorpions are older. Okay. Like in a, bile- in a billenia type sometimes, of way. But sometimes I think there's something like very um, teenage about Scorpios. Well, sometimes there's like something really toddler about Aquarians. So Yeah, but otherwise we're like teenage grandpas or um, uh, aliens. Yeah, even I here. feel like it's like toddler aliens, but whatever. Who doesn't love a toddler alien? <laughs> no. Listen... I'm listening. Um, so listen up. It's Scorpio season. It's mm-hmm. Gala's birthday. Wish her a happy birthday. You really should. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. She's got a fresh new cut, fresh mm-hmm. new style. It's Gala true. did like the inverted Kate Menning um, evolution. What does that mean? I don't know. Tell me more. What is an inverted Kate Menning We used evolution? to like wear leather vests and have long hair. And now you've got like cute little short haircut and you're wearing a thermal and a flannel you look like jack on um oh my god young ex- american you, like, teen I feel boy squad flattered. what is that show uh, young americans ah, rose. i feel <laughs> flattered i do want to say that i wore a leather jacket on top of all that um so you actually were in costume and i missed it <laughs> and also that it's just it's my cozy wear because it's fall you know um, it's true that I have cut my hair. I brought a picture of Gillian Anderson in a clothing campaign in London. That's um, smart. And th- that's the haircut that I got. I have been getting some messages on my Instagram that are like, congratulations. And I'm like, I'm, um, thank you. What is that? <laughs> I'm not sure. I want you guys to know that a butch is not born. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, that I am just kind of doing like a Kate Blanchett and comfy clothes kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just teasing you all. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. <laughs> we you know, can't, we can't like tease in Mercury retrograde time because the information is just so sideways. You're trying to like, uh, you're not trying because I don't know what you're trying. I am experiencing a little bit of uh, Scorpio 
negativity from you, Rose, and I will not have it on this hallowed season. Right. Where, like, honestly, there are some signs that get a kind of plus minus, but I almost, like, I feel like Scorpios get maybe 95% negative descriptions, 5% Mm. sex is good. Like, Mm. (laughs) do you want to start over? No, and I'm just I'm just pointing out my desire to um to hear the to positive the things about Scorpios. Yes, because uh, I am one, and it is the best sign. <laughs> it it's a good sign. Uh, funny, loyal. That's uh, true. Fucking weird. So weird. Really weird. Really fun to hang out. Really fun to like hang out and make fun of people with, honestly, which like is maybe negative or improper, but it's a <laughs> delicious experience. It's um, true. Do you do that a lot with your BFF? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We try to, you know, we've changed um, the tone of our scrutiny. Yes. You know, it's as evolved. you've gotten older because you've, you've been best friends with a Scorpio since you were a teen, right? Yeah, well, and I mean, my sister's a Scorpio too, so it's like, so all the way back. Yeah, it's like that was my first friend, you know. So just like, always the only other people into like the super weird paranormal stuff. Uh, Scorpios were the first people who made me feel like I was cool. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think I was cool, and then they liked me, and I feel like you know they're they don't they're not shy about experience expressing like a distaste for someone or something you're really not it's true Which that I this like. is like one of my like i was i was trying to flash back to some of my more negative qualities and i like to brew on things that i don't like about myself honesty and is great though it's true that one thing about me that you kind of either have to like or dislike is that when i get to a certain energetic place I will wind up saying something quote unquote true about someone. And I mean, and I actually do my best now with people who are close to me to really figure that out, like figure (laughs) out what I like, what I'm willing to share, what's not useful. You know, people are so afraid of quote unquote hurting someone's feelings. I think that if somebody has made trash, they need to know. Like they need to know that it's not okay to subject an audience to something like that without description i agree i was um i was talking about uh like um uh free-range children (laughs) the other day rose what is that (laughs) when um usually affluent parents Mm -hmm. um have an attitude that like the city is their kids playground Mm -hmm. and like please lick your hand and touch every seat on the subway and like yeah try out your karate right here in the middle and like probably you should lay across three seats at 9 30 in the morning and definitely get in the way like and they're Mm -hmm. just like not being managed and sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like a group of these parents but Mm -hmm. you know you know how we say like free range chickens get to like really roam (laughs) and that it's vital Mm -hmm. um so yeah I get mm-hmm. particularly frustrated when adults rely on the social uh, code of like, unless something's really egregious, like you're not supposed to reprimand another person's child. But also, I, I often feel those situations come up around like white privilege. Like I feel That's like what I'm it's, saying it's like you know, often rich white wine moms on the train in Park Slope, while their four moms. kids are like beating each other with their backpacks at rush hour and mm. they're like <laughs> has 
Heston, stop. <laughs> Heston. I don't know. <laughs> I actually recently. Bradford. Oh, Bradford. Get out of here. I recently, like, I yelled at somebody actually at the Atlantic Terminal a couple of days ago or so because I was in a fucking rush. So I was tight. Yeah. And um, I was running from like the. D uh, like the DNR did not resuscitate section oh of the God, train to true. the Q side and you know there's like this huge staircase right that's like super busy and that area is like really freaking yep. busy and as I get to the bottom of a staircase there is just a small like between baby and toddler yeah. child that is asleep it seems in a stroller at the bottom of the staircase unattended alone alone just stroller just like at the bottom of a of a hugely busy walking intersection i just stood in front of this stroller like getting more and more incensed (laughs) because i didn't know what to do like i was like i'm not gonna leave this child here it's dangerous and then there were other like i noticed like another young man standing near me and he was like we're both kind of just looking at each other what are we supposed to do what if you were on candid camera Another young woman kind of also started like we were all shooting each other eyes from kind of 90 degree Mm -hmm. angles. And then I see this man who's like giving out religious pamphlets and he starts to wander over to me and he's like, oh, it's okay, Don't worry about it. Like she's mine. And I freak out, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just like, (laughs) if you don't move your child (laughs) outside of this dangerous intersection of people. Yeah. I will be forced to include the authorities here. <laughs> like, wow. You know, and I would never say that to a person of color. Yeah. But like I had, no, I was just like, Mm-mm. yeah, no way. No way is this okay. Yeah. It's wild. And so I appreciate that a Scorpio will also like tell the drunk guy at the concert to stop leaning on your friend. Or, oh my God. Every you know time. I mean? Every yeah, time. Exactly. Which it's like, that's an impulse that I have as well. And most of my friends really love it. A uh, couple don't. Oh my God. I've gotten into fights with my friends about how my sort of it's like I'm not the asshole this person is actually the asshole people get uncomfortable around people naming assholes though yeah it's it's wild Mm -hmm. and for me I'm much more likely we were talking about this earlier about anger like I am much more likely to express anger and confront directly a stranger (laughs) than somebody who's close to me. I have a lot of difficulty with that. Oh my gosh, me too. Why are we so the same? You know, we're like so different, but we're like the same, you know? I feel like it's taken me a long time as a Scorpio. Like this is my big Scorpio elder lesson, although I'm not an elder yet at all, Mm -hmm. but like the middle ground. Are you getting older? I'm getting older, but I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm still like a twink in my heart, guys. Um, I just, yeah, (laughs) but I do feel like, um, I'm still invested and happy and comfortable with being the one in situations where something is clearly dangerous or unjust to be the person that goes, "Mm mm-mm. And, you know, part of it is the fact that, like, I don't really always feel present on this earth. Like, I'm fine with putting... Like, I've definitely confronted a lot of men that were bigger than me and Mm -hmm. moments where I all of a sudden forget, like, the size of myself. Yeah. You know, where I'm just like, oh, you want to go? Like, chest bump. I don't even have tits. Let's Uh. go. (laughs) You know? But as I've gotten older, the impulse to be the first person in a group, say, or, like, in sort of more social relations situations to be like, this dude's an asshole. Like, we're not, like, mm -hmm," has gotten less and less because I think that... um, Although I've never been wrong. 
I've never been wrong in a group of friends or people. I've never been wrong. I've never like I've never. This is a classic Scorpio line right now. I've never been wrong about people. Like I've never looked at someone and been like, uh oh, and then later been like, oh, I I got confused. But as I've gotten older, I've been like, you know what, this uh oh feeling. I'm just gonna unless it's like a danger uh oh. Yeah. If it's just like your dick, your crap uh oh. I just kind of. I hold mm-hmm. it close to my chest and I like, uh, you know, I keep myself aware. I keep all my 10 eyes, <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 scorpion eyes on that person when they're around. And then I just mind my business. Yeah. Because the energy of having to defend mm-hmm. what you perceive is so exhausting. <laughs> Oh yeah, especially right now, huh? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think I think it's definitely has to be weighed out. Like, yeah. if it's gonna greatly improve everybody's life around you for you to like can have a thirty second confrontation with someone, and you think that it's gonna be productive, I still do it. But mm-hmm. it just sometimes people actually is. don't know. Like, some people actually are oblivious, which is a wild. But it's like, come on. I bro. just I feel like I, like I just feel like in all my life confrontation like like social network confrontations mm-hmm. that i've decided i needed to be a part of have almost never been truly productive mm. like i could have <clears throat> done something else that would have ultimately been more useful mm. but they got the job done you know mm. but you know i feel like i've got like a 60 40 or 70 30 record but they're usually like they're usually small logistical things like, mm-hmm. hey, can you actually step two feet to the left? Thank you. Oh, you no, know? no, no. But it's different. Scorpio confrontations are never like that. Like, I feel like Scorpio confrontations, and I'm, this is not me as an mm. example, are like somebody being in a workshop group and being like, you know what? Actually, everything you've been writing this whole year is like sexist trash. <laughs> and I'm right. tired of reading it. Right. There's that dumb... <laughs> destructive energy yeah it's like burn it down it's like you know what i'm tired of this like fucking fake shit and i just can't even bother like i can't deign my eyes to look at it anymore or or allow my fellow human beings to relax with it and it's just like sometimes especially in mercury retrograde time mercury retrograde scorpio time you gotta like just suck it up and keep your mouth shut do something else you go away like you close the door don't like shut like don't shut the whole <laughs> the whole yeah. establishment down for everyone. But that's fair. Well, now that you're all revved up, Gala, do you want to play a game? Mm. Yes, I love getting revved up and playing a game. Yeah. Um. So in honor of Scorpio season, aka Mercury retrograde season, aka the haunted house of exes, Ooh, I have a special spooky. would you rather that is um pretty gay basically i'm just gonna give you a few would you rathers of different locations where you run into an ex and you have to say which one you would rather and why mm-hmm. okay. okay would you rather run into an ex at an ice protest or a team dress reunion show team dress reunion show okay and why well i think that um if i'm because i love so many of my exes oh okay okay so this game is gonna be different for you than for me (laughs) and i feel like i would rather like in a team dress that's like a that's like a joy ritual Mm -hmm. and an 
like an ice protest it's like an anger ritual and i mean although i would just as just as much appreciate seeing someone who i shared a big love with at like a ritual of like anger and dissent i feel like we wouldn't be able to truly like focus on each other because we would be like yeah it would be like know. rude yeah okay um do you have exes that you don't like yeah okay totally. imagine them this time would you rather run into your ex at a dog's birthday party or on an l train shuttle bus a dog's birthday party okay why i just feel like l train shuttle buses are such hell (laughs) and if you if you are telling me to imagine someone that i like even here's the thing you guys like i'm a sag venus and like so it's you know once i have an erotic like tie to you i try my best to keep it sort of like like top level like hey like you know Mm. like oh and i see you're doing good (laughs) you know (laughs) jokes 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 i got them um so i feel like I feel like it would be harder if, if I want if I ran into someone who maybe like made my heart ache or, you uh, know, or like made me feel insecure. I, I wouldn't, I still want to say hi because I want to be like a bigger evolved person and I wouldn't want to have that exchange in like a hellscape. I'd rather have it with like cute dogs around. Yeah. But on the L train shuttle, you can like say hi and then ignore each other. Like uh, when you're with a bunch of really good boys good boys and girls and and creatures like you have to interact a lot more it's sustained and like you can't you can't be cold to somebody at a dog birthday party i mean you can't that dog got a cake made out of meat and it loved it i do want to say that i would feel like (laughs) let's say we i guess i didn't know the scenario i don't know you wanted me to have a certain answer rose but (laughs) i always want a certain answer but i would say that on the l train like let's say you're like smooshed up against each other that's how you ran into each other on the Mm -hmm. shuttle like it's cold to ignore each other but at a dog party it's not cool to focus all of your adoring love energy mm. on the pug in front of you you could just I be see. like hey i love you like i love seeing you mm. and you could just be like oh so good baby in a second and then you just like pick All it right. up okay you mm-hmm. know i just wow it's probably I mean, a cool she be you know too though there maybe i wouldn't bring them to a party i heard they're a little temperamental who doggies no she news oh you know what they're okay but they are sort of alpha dogs like it's you know they're not mm. yeah they're, uh, they're maybe not the best to bring to i love a sheep fluffers second birthday okay i feel like they're scorpios <clears throat> here's another one um the Callan lord waiting room mm-hmm. um for those who don't live in new york Callan lord is our um like the mta of queer health like oh my god it's it's oh my god, severely Rose. like oh my disorganized god. and underfunded oh, but shit. it's all we've got you fucking it's like so right off <laughs> the it's, you know what i mean it's like where else are you gonna go but like god fucking damn it are you mm-hmm. serious right now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that's what we have here in new york you can insert your own um kind of uh bumbling queer clinic with the heart of gold for your locale Hmm. i mean i don't even know about the heart of gold Uh, (laughs) or a food co-op workshop well i mean i guess i would rather do a food co-op workshop because if you want me to imagine someone who i don't want to see or i have tension around 
if I'm in a work shift, I've got a job to do. So I could just be like, I'm busy. This cheese really needs to get marked, right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whereas at the clinic, you have to kind of, you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, yeah, why exactly. are you here? <laughs> and then it's like, why are we both here? It's like, did you get the shot yet? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. What do you think? One more? Yeah. I mean, I'm open, but now I'm just going to open myself up again. I just can't be just negative. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. All right. Um, this is the last one. Mm-hmm. Would you rather run into an ex at? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, there were two that I could pit against each other, but I'm not going to. Um, a poetry reading at Blue Stockings or Dyke <laughs> Soccer. Um. Okay, like I just want to say this is going to be the most on. Like I'm just such a. It's my. It's my time. It's Scorpio Sun it's time. It's your time. And I want to say that I grew, I grew up, I grew, I grew up, I grew up in blue stockings. Like I fucking yeah. grew up there. Yes. I grew up in the city. I went there as a teen. I read all my fucking radical texts there. It fucking raised me. And I will almost never step foot into a blue stockings poetry reading. I just, you have to be like the oldest friend I've ever had and I have to feel like there's no other time for me to see you. So what you're saying is you'd rather see them at soccer. I would rather see an ex almost anywhere. I would rather be anywhere than the Blue Stockings poetry reading. Wow. I you just, know what? Yeah. I don't know why. You get trapped. I don't know why. It's I always a like, bad vibe. It's always a bad vibe. I don't like a row of chairs with one entrance. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. There's just something about it. Like the energy's always off. It, it, there's always somebody that you find offensive. Like you almost always kind of at the midpoint start to feel like you're dying like in place. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's something wrong with that place for poetry readings. I don't know really why. bad too, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, well, I feel like this told me a lot about how you feel about exes. Namely that you have lots of positive feelings. What do you think that is? Um, I'm like a Libra Mars one. So <laughs> I like really, I really understand what they were going through, you know? Right. Um, and also I am a Sag Venus. So mm-hmm. I'm also, and it's like in my first house. So it's like, I'm just like, you know, it helped me be who I am. <laughs> what, what level? I'm going to use a Scorpio buzzword mm. of betrayal mm-hmm. is required for you to be like, no, we're not friends. Oh, fuck. Um, I mean, here's the thing, and I'm not sure because I want to like, you know, I am a Scorpio TM, but also I am... So many things. I mean, I'm just like such a saggy person. You're and really I'm forgiving, also... forgiving, I feel like. I'm very forgiving. I'm also a Taurus moon. Um, you know, having a... Being born on a full moon, it's like, it's like people's behaviors are always sort of like they reflect something to me like as opposed to (laughs) like I don't necessarily always have my own idea of what they are I'm I'm often like learning from them in relation but I think that um there are people who are not necessarily like ex-girlfriends but ex-lovers who I don't talk to anymore but there is I've never laid down the rule that we can't talk um most of the time um, a huge distance had to be created for us to mend. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we all kind of, we both knew that it had to be done. Or 
in setting other kinds of boundaries, like me saying, oh, well, we're not going to have a sexual future. Other people step back in a friendship way, you know, and that was mm-hmm. information for me where I was like, oh, OK, like there's only one thing that you care about here. That's fine. Um, there are levels to me personally for my like re- like what betrayal looks like, what relation looks like, what in contact looks like, you know, I had one lover. I've had a couple of lovers, maybe actually with whom there was a moment between us in conflict when a tiny, small behavior that they performed was very indicative to me of who they were as a person. And I could know, and my heart was like no longer open to them. And then I've had people who I was in love with who would behave very badly over and over. But to me, those were not indicative of like something that could not be righted. I would just be like, wow, you did this bad thing again. Let's work it out. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I can't, I don't know. I've got attachment issues, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Alright. I feel like I feel like me describing that stuff has a lot of Libra Mars qualities though. You know, it's like how like like Libra people will just kind of have people like their exes in their lives forever in all these different capacities where they're just like and now we're like best friends and now like who knows, maybe in ten years we could get married again. Like and like also <laughs> now they're like living in my house. Like Yeah, who do you think is like uh more prone to having people remain in their lives and who do you think wants a fresh start who like wants Aries a... move on Mm-mm. I mean they move on emotionally like they can move on in terms of like attachment like what they want from something in a way mm-hmm. but I think like Aries love to keep ex-lovers in their um, orbit because they have a hard time building emotional um, intimacy outside of sexual relationships it's not as easy for them. So once they build emotional intimacy with sexual connections, they often will still see those connections as like some of their only intimacy connections. Maybe. I feel like all the ones I know just like start a new life every two years. And like when they break up with somebody, then they just get like a new job, new hobby, new person, move to a oh, new city. I feel like, I feel like um, my experience of many, many different areas has always been like, even if they start completely new jobs, even if they like jump from one big relationship to another, they are often sometimes secretly like in like contact and friendship and sort of like flirtatious friendship contact with a lot of exes. Cause not to agree to disagree here. I mean, it's not about, I mean, we're just actually happy. <laughs> it's information. <laughs> it's not an opinion. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like exes in the queer community is like, it's big, right? Because we already have a smaller demographic to choose from. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that people um, kind of approach that in different ways. Some people really invest in trying to sustain Mm-hmm. Some kind of a relationship or consciously uncouple or consciously like uncouple. live together for two years and co-parent a dog after they yeah. like stop <laughs> having a sexual relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And then some people like try to make their friend group like divide up and get custody of them. Mm-hmm. That's and true. And then some people are just like, well, now I'm moving to Australia <laughs> to pursue something you never knew I was interested in. <laughs> pursue something. 
Be- because it's like such a small, you know, you you wind up running into each other mm-hmm. a lot. I think a tr- I think a lot of Tauruses can make really clean breaks in romantic relationships. Mm, yeah, they don't really do it as much in their friendship relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they can, like a Taurus can keep a friend around that's like a shit friend for like a million years. Yeah, they'll keep giving them chances. But in their relationships, like romantic ones, once they once they're done, often they're like done, 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 done. Um, and I, I feel like that's like, those are a big clean breakers for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that almost makes sense. Cause I was thinking today about my polarity slash my moon. Mm. Um, and I was thinking about how Taurus is, um, are really so invested in their sentimentality or their, or their nostalgia that sometimes like what they feel nostalgic or sentimental about. And sometimes that's like a movie or sometimes it's like, you know, an, an item that one of the reasons that people experience them as like stubborn to new ideas or kind of um, thick-headed is because like when you present them with something that maybe for another sign would be like oh cool a new angle information let's discuss it a Taurus is like you better be serious about this because if I take this information in and it has to shift my relationship to like this TV show or this figure or like Mm, or this mm -hmm. brand then I have to like shift a whole lifestyle (laughs) you know and I do think that because like once they integrate a new information it's they're not um frivolous the way Sagittarius can be about the material world which is to say like you can tell a Sag for instance that like their favorite musician is like some shitty dude right and they'll be like oh that sucks and then the back of their mind they're like well everyone's a shitty dude like there's a cash you know Mm -hmm. I do feel like with a Taurus if you're like your favorite musician is a shitty dude they're either like no they're not prove Mm -hmm. it but like if you prove it they're like well now I can never listen to this person again ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're very strong about what they like they don't want to be medium well it's also values and principles Mm -hmm. right like I think I think there's a, a real desire to to live by their own their values and principles you know people mm-hmm. often think about values as material especially mm-hmm. when talking about earth signs and energies mm-hmm. and particularly taurus but it's literally like what's important to you what has worth mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but also like what on this earth means something right yeah. but and i did like you only have your word right like i think that taurus views like one of their greatest assets uh, uh, being them themselves right Mm -hmm. but i do think that that's reflected in their ex-relationships like i think that Mm -hmm. if they truly believe that someone like you know to them then they're just done they're like nope mm -mm." it makes sense i mean they're also one of like the crisper clearer (laughs) cut and dry energies right it's kind of like i like what i like i am who i am Mm -hmm. this works for me this Mm -hmm. doesn't you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to be like a Scorpio with a Taurus moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, I am what I am. I like what I like, but also I'm kind of interested in trying to figure out what you like and how I can manipulate it somehow. But also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to see what my powers are. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still like what I like. Oh wow, yeah. Okay, I'll just be honest. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, what what do we do? Do we just 
do we have to be friends with all of our exes? No. Do we have to leave a city every four lovers? Like, how do we... Well, how do you feel about it? I mean, let's let's talk about, like, I feel like I have my ideas, and they might be Scorpionic, but I will bet you money that they're Sagittarian. Mm. Um, and I will, you know, because also, let me not, let me not, like, um, like, for the listeners out there, like... It's very particular, like my, in my Scorpio is 11th house. Like, so it's still very invested in like social networks of friendship mm-hmm. and like, you know, a kind of collective idea. Mm. So it's not like, I'm not an eighth house you know? Yeah. Um, and then like my Taurus moon is like fifth house. So it's still like really invested in like pleasure and having like, fun and fucking so you know i have like um i have some what do you call it like some some detours from from the scorpionic anchor but i do wonder how you experience this especially like um is there any kind of angles or perceptions that are coming your way now or that you've observed in your friend groups rose this um, mercury scorpio mercury season where um I I imagine that because uh, you know it's making a square to your sign you're really getting a lot of information. I am getting information but uh are you asking me how I feel about exes or are you asking me about retrograde? I think I'm asking you about how you feel about exes. I think uh, and then I'm also weaving that with um what you might be perceiving in your community because that's still um, it's going to it's gonna be reflected in your personal approach. So what you might be experiencing in a mm. present tense type of way. Sure. Um, exes, I, I would love if everybody could just be chill and get along. Mm. Um, exes of exes, I think, are often weirder things for me mm-hmm. being around. Mm, some of them I get along with great. Some of them not super great. Um... Is that because of what we were talking about earlier with your sort of call a spade a spade energy where, you know, if you know that somebody acted shitty or had bad behavior, you're just like, well, why can't we just treat them like that's how they are? No, I don't do that with that. With I try to kill exes of like current or former dates with kindness, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I just uh, prefer to present as though I am neither intimidated or frankly bothered mm-hmm. uh, and I tr- I like to be friendly in general mm-hmm. unless somebody's like just really sometimes I just get like a taste in my mouth about somebody and it like is not their fault at all mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think for the most part especially if it's a long relationship my preference is to at least be like friendly mm-hmm. don't have to like hang out all the time I also think that like there's something important about getting a few years away from somebody and then you get to decide if like you do want to establish a friendship or not with them right but um yeah you know it all depends on how you break up with somebody Mm -hmm. i don't know that many people who are capable of making super clean breaks yeah um i'm improving (laughs) but i definitely like I've had some not good ones that I'm like not super proud of. Right. You know, I think a lot of times I don't realize that there's like a serious problem until my attention becomes divided. And that doesn't mean that I necessarily act on something, but there's still, uh, 
You know what I mean? When you no, like, what does it mean when you say your attention gets divided? I literally mean when you like start to like really crush out on other people. Oh, okay. You and mean usually like there's not people. really anything about those people. And I'm talking about like in the context of a monogamous relationship, right? Of mm-hmm. like, um, you just find yourself drawn to people who are just anything but who you're with. Oh, you know? wow. And then usually that's just like, oh yeah, probably you need to stop having this X and instead of Y. Mm. Um, that has never been my indicator. That's so funny. Oh yeah, it's been mine. Uh, because usually what happens then is like the scales fall from my eyes. Like as soon as I end my current situation, I'll look at this person and I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this wasn't even about you. Mm-hmm. Like in fact, you kind of gross me out now, you know? So you need some kind of external signal. Not always, but I have had that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, or I've just literally had a visceral, visceral, like physical reaction to somebody where I'm like, oh, being around you actually makes me sick to my stomach. Wow. Yeah. Brigham Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think for me, it's like, mm. It, it, it's it's different with almost like the the signals have been different every time you know mm-hmm. like they have like i've had some very clean breaks where i've been like this isn't like this isn't it like mm-mm. but i've also been somebody because of my random like my like my my draw to people who are clearly not available to me mm-hmm. um i think i've definitely like i've been in situations where it took a long time to figure out that it wasn't working, not because I got interested in someone else. Cause often I was poly, right? So that yeah. was fine. Or, um, and often that wasn't, that wasn't even the information. Like I could start building a connection with someone else. And then I think the person I was with, like took that as a signal for them, for like, for there to be an opening to leave me. And then I was like, what, why, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like what's happening? Um, yeah, I think it's like it's always very it's always between me and the other person. Like it's always a moment where I'm like, this is untenable. Mm. This cannot be any longer. It just yep. cannot. And something snaps at me. Like my Taurus moon takes over, and it's like, this is not pleasurable. This cannot be. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess to answer your other question, Mercury retrograde has been very just like typical for me, and been like very external it's squaring my sun and mm-hmm. i have mars and aries at 27 degrees as well but that's yeah. not actually making an aspect there mm. yeah but it probably doesn't help that no. mars is in libra yeah so uh i just feel like exhausted like you hear me yawning um and i'm just like trying to plod through and everything is taking one and a half times longer than it should, you know. October uh, was a really long month. It was. You like, know. In the last week, my girlfriend's car broke down in a freak electrical thing. My washing machine broke, which I know is like also rich people problems. Uh, but it was, I had a thing full of water and this guy like splashing water all over my apartment on mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm, yeah paycheck my therapist everything got retrograded this last week just like every appointment every schedule uh, scheduling plan i tried to make yeah you really got hit hard does mercury retrograde often affect you in this way like are you a deep like mercury affected person not necessarily it really depends on the sign i Mm -hmm. find yeah so this is it yeah it's like all about what people owe me 
<laughs> yeah and of course scorpio yeah it's also in my eighth house yeah so it's like double down yeah, yeah scorpio is like what are you owed what mm-hmm. are the debts what are the debts let's yeah. talk about them let's yeah. call them up i would like to collect <laughs> but it's also i don't know i feel like because it's mostly external things and mm-hmm. because i know uh i'm able to like I'm way happier that I'm not like in some kind of like turbulent emotional situation. You know, it's like I'm not having like weird fraught conversations with exes, say, or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm not having weird miscommunications with friends and having like hurt feelings. It's literally just logistical things. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost all external forces at work. So it's kind of like nobody, nobody's doing this to me personally. Like these are electrical failures and like, poor communication Mm -hmm. and like people's bosses making bad schedules you know yeah it does like even this like i am you speaking on this though it does give me a sort of flash of lightning because just even your sentence structure sort of gently reminds me of when you're talking about dealing with like exes or exes of exes where you're saying like well it's not personal like it's (laughs) like everything you know it's not happening to me i you know i'm just grateful to be outside of it or out of it like it's actually a very similar energy that you have Mm. in terms of this relation to mercury and like like squaring right mercury and scorpio and it's also the difference between my description of it where like as a sun scorpio who's sitting across from you going well what do we really owe each other you know like Uh, what's owed here like do i owe you a certain kind of connection like do we have to maintain something (laughs) do we owe each other love like despite whatever's happened between us because of the kind of (laughs) the social contract that we're inside Uh, of (laughs) you know so there's i mean i'm hearing a very like a sort of clear direct relation yeah i mean sure it is there but i mostly (laughs) just feel like too tired to like be too emotionally invested in it so i'm just like just tell me what i have to do now to make (laughs) this work you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just feel fucking wiped out i feel i don't know i feel ready to go to bed right now oh my gosh should we just let you go to bed finish the episode (laughs) (laughs) are you riveted listeners (laughs) are you riveted okay um rose yeah would you rather wake up every day drowning in a pit of snakes or wake up every day with your liver being eaten out by an eagle okay i know one of these is prometheus I, I don't know who's drowning in the pit of snakes. It's not. It's it's you. <laughs> uh, pff, neither. I can't. It's a, you have to choose. Oh my god! This is a Scorpio-themed dangerous. Would you rather? You see what I'm saying, right? I guess I'd drown in the pit of snakes because I feel like drowning is peaceful and it might just get hypnotic after a while. Mm-hmm. But like, I just god, that can't. does sound kind of good now that you say that. But like the thought of like birds piercing through your stomach mm-hmm. and then eat like that is just too much mm-hmm. would you rather die from snake venom or scorpion venom which one is faster <laughs> um <laughs> i feel like scorpion because there's a chance that it could sting me and i wouldn't even like see it happening mm-hmm. and i would just be dead but i feel like the terror of yeah, the snake takes a long time, and then you're just paralyzed. 
and then they swallow you they stretch alongside your body to measure whether or not they could swallow you and they could Mm -hmm. fit in and then if they find that you can i've read the snopes before (laughs) it's it's just a fact it's facts about snakes snakes you you have any more of these morbid (laughs) okay descriptions would you rather um evolve like if you if next if your next life you come back as a scorpio would you rather be um the a snake so i'm not gonna do negative positive because i think people like try to create a hierarchy between the um the sim the symbols but would you rather be a snake a snake scorpion that's sort of like really in touch with your like erotic core your reproductive possibilities including creativity your 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 regeneration or would you rather be an eagle scorpio that is sort of like more invested in surveying the lay of the land and like being um a guardian i'd be an eagle i want to fly Not like Steve Miller Band or whatever. But Not like, like Steve Miller Band. But like really, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Which would you rather be? Um, Is that a trick question? Are you already both of them? I am already both of them. I think... Well, this, it was just a fun question. I think that, you know, I think that... Is, is Scorpio the only, like, do all of them, all of them have animals? Like, many? You know what I mean? Like, the... Oh, like, the evolution? Yeah, mm. or, like, the, yeah, the mo- the, mo- the motifs. My dad has, like, his oh. own wild interpretations of them, but they are not, um... But they're not, like, standardized. I would not say that they've been, like, really backed up by anyone. <laughs> they've not been corroborated by any mm-hmm. of his peers. He's not had anything published. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I feel like I almost never hear of other, you know, I know about all the the body parts associated with different signs and the chakras and the tarot cards, but I think that Scorpio is the only one I always hear of the, like, the snake, eagle, scorpion. um, Phoenix. Phoenix. Sometimes, but I feel like it's either eagle or phoenix. Like, I don't think it's both. Mm. Um, And I think that because I don't, I think that only human beings really have this idea that there's a hierarchy, like there's like snakes are lower, like are lower Mm. in energy or in wisdom than eagles, you know? Mm -hmm. I think in fact, we are always all three, you know, just different modes. Yeah. Different capacities. I buy that. Do you have any um, favorite scorpios kicking around in your brain oh my god favorite scorpios They're just ones you like they don't have to be favorite okay i mean georgia o'keefe is one of my favorite scorpios mm. um because i really look up to her like i look up to her sort of like whole life arc yeah her arc like her passion her solitude her um keen eye and yeah i just also like i just think she was so hot <laughs> cool um and like just like the sexy witch mm-hmm. so they're like that's um i really i really appreciate her in the world mm-hmm. um 
Who are the other Scorpio? Tegan and Sarah. Tegan and Sarah both Scorpios? Yeah, they're oh Scorpio my gosh. twins. Well, I really, you know, they've really done a lot for the community. <laughs> I don't know if like I, if they're like um, high up for me in this way, but I do, they are very formative for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, because I, oh, Bjork. I look up to Bjork. Yeah, Bjork is very... Bjork is like a big Scorpio um, icon for me. And I listen to Bjork's music almost every day. Really? Yeah, I start my day. I start my day with Bjork CDs. Do you like... CDs. Oh, because you have that little CD Yeah, and I have a lot of Bjork CDs. And I, I just think she's got some beautiful lessons for me. and there's this one song that's i mean there's so many there you know it's not up to you (laughs) (laughs) that's a good lesson you know um i just i have a lot of gratitude for her in the world and all the wisdom that she has okay it's my it's like my super my big one i don't know if there are other like I don't know if there are other people like, you know, it's like I love SCA's music, but sometimes the vibe is like it's a real downer for me. Like sometimes listening to SCA's music makes her like or SZA. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me feel all the sadness of being a Scorpio, like this, like the self. Yeah, it's like the cancer side of being a Scorpio. Yeah, like making oneself small and like not feeling like you deserve much, you know, yeah. Um, well, and that obsession. But it's like obsession um, that you kind of like hate yourself for a little bit, you yeah, know? self-loathing. So I think that although, I mean, I'll definitely freaking listen to it and adore it. I also, it, it also like hurts my heart to, to listen to a fellow Scorpio out in the world um, being so hard on herself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I feel that way about like Frank Ocean too. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, another Scorpio baby. But but isn't that also like kind of Scorpionic of like the transforming this pain into like the capital of your oh. career? Oh yeah, I mean, and I wonder what their midheavens are. Which is Mars, Mercury, and Sun. Because it's conjunct her right? her Sun and her Moon. Yeah, yeah just that's. Before. And Pluto, too. I mean, that is fucking impressive. You know who I think is, like, sexy that I probably shouldn't say? Who? Like, the new Sabrina, (laughs) who's a Scorpio. How old is she? I don't know. I just... I'm just saying out in the world. Like, good for you. You know what I mean? I... (laughs) Yeah. I just think she's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm always just like, oh, oh, boy. Um, Lisa Bonet. So, okay. I know that she's not gay, but she, um, Lisa Bonet is, is lesbian proxy, right? Like, don't we she's get- a lesbian proxy because literally lesbians were born by by like by the dawning of like Lisa Bonet's face on the television, yeah. like the show that shall not be named, right? The, the show right. that shall not be named yeah. um, graced our TVs for years and years and years, and it spawned hordes of lesbians just by just by having her on it just by gracing her face gracing our tv oh my screens God, those cheekbones this like just her sort of like her style her poise her spunk. is she a pisces rising though oh uh, could be <laughs> just... i've injected um we also can't forget 
Mm. Who Our can Lady of the Lambs, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, I think, is directly responsible for raising the lesbian called Kristen Stewart. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, not only not only do we have to, like, be grateful to Jodie Foster for um, all the, all that she's done or could could barely do um, <laughs> for our community, but we also have to be grateful for the fact that Jody, without without Jody, I mean, Kristen would not be who she is today. Yeah, she put our, her in that panic room. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a metaphor. I Maybe mean, it was a closet that they came out of together. They, I feel like, I think it was actually. I think she was just watching Kristen Stewart, <laughs> like just getting her neck drained by some like oh, cis by noodle. Bobby Pat. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, I just can't. Bob, Bob, Pat. I need on. to be the lesbian I want to see in the world. And that's when she stepped forward, out you know. Out of the panic room into the fire. Mm-hmm. And, ha- and stepping forward allowed, allowed, allowed other people to step forward after her. Mm. Isn't that so? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean... mean the truth is, is like I can, I do. There are plenty of Scorpios who I like deeply revere. It just there's so it's like a depressive list. Also, it's like Anne Sexton, Sylvia Plath. Right. <laughs> it's like a, a lot of women who just couldn't bear their deep emotions anymore. Being there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's fair. It's a yeah. It's dark. It's dark, dark, dark. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it too. Oh my gosh, Rose, we have to put you to bed. I know we have to put me to bed, but it feels rude because it's like your birthday episode and I just don't know if we celebrated Scorpios enough. I mean, I think honestly, if there are any Scorpio listeners amongst us, then um our ability because of who we are, you as a as a, like a, a Scorpio hype man (laughs) and me as a Scorpio proper TM um, just I feel like a lot of astrologers even that I know don't represent Scorpios in a way that I understand what do you understand about Scorpios I don't know like recently our friend like sent me a meme where someone was like Scorpios never ask like never say they're sorry and I was like I I've never had that experience in my life. And like, I don't want to talk about myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that I'm many things, but generally speaking, Would you say you're every woman. It's all in you. Yeah. I mean, it's all, all of it's in me. No, I just, I thought about it and I was like, people really think that Scorpios are like, like they play some kind of short game and they don't like, yeah. but, you know what I mean? It's like I, their Scorpios aren't here to fight or to be like, like, like short distance petty, <laughs> you yeah. know? They'll for, they'll be like if you if you tell a Scorpio they've hurt you like if you're like a like that was hurtful they they're actually probably the first person to apologize because they don't have any pride involved yeah it's true you know like a Leo you gotta like fucking that was convince what I when you said pride yeah yeah I always felt kind of like uh, Daria and Jane were like an Aquarius Scorpio friendship oh really yeah okay I feel like that reflected to me the most which accurately. who's who. Well, that's always the debate, right? But I think that I would 
I think that Daria is an Aquarius and Jane's a Scorpio. You know what? I'm open to this. I want to say that I always thought that Daria was a Cap. Like, I always thought Daria mm-hmm. was a Cap mm-hmm. and Jane was a Scorpio. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but tell me more about Daria as an Aquarius. Well, I guess to me, part of it was growing up with my sister and mm-hmm. my besties and, like, my... You know, I dated a Scorpio for a very long time, and the thing that we bonded on a lot was, like, our shared love for, like, occult and paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. which I don't really see as a cat vibe. Mm. Um, oh, no, they can be. Witches, maybe. all of them. Maybe. That hasn't been my experience mm. with them. I've, I've been around, like, a lot drier mm. caps. To me, it's like, yeah, of course, the Aquarius and the Scorpio are hanging out watching Six Head World. You know? <laughs> um, I know that Daria, that they're both like a little bit more nihilist, mm-hmm. perhaps, mm-hmm. but um, there is a side of Daria that's a little concerned with the greater good begrudgingly. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And she also, I think, is not as likely to like, I can't see Daria ever putting career first. Hmm. I do want to say for the caps out there who are very mystical, like I have met you. I have. Like, I feel like a lot of caps I know are like just really like they're like have a lot of powers. Um, Maybe I'm just thinking of caps in their detriment. Right. I mean, I think that we again, just like we have, you know, it's like how you experience them or how they unveil themselves to you. Right. But I can totally see what you're saying. And I think that um, I just think they have like their weird little like outsiders friendship mm-hmm. i mean i think that you know we're on the show we make this show together but mm-hmm. so it's like obvious that we are like proof of this theory mm-hmm. but i you know um there are certain like i think aquarius and, and scorpio are actually either best friends or like worst enemies mm-hmm. um and it's it's not one or the, it's like either one or the other it's no in between yeah i mean i think similarly <laughs> with leos too which for one either either sign with leos mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. how but, do you feel about well yeah i guess are you saying that this is like a fixed sign thing actually yeah no i had that with taurus too i either love them or i'm just like i'd find you so boring and sonorous <laughs> you know i do think that you know when you talk about aquarius it's like I think the Aquarians, especially ones maybe like you who are raised within like more mystical or like esoteric, you know, leanings and traditions, rituals, like the Aquarians that are more open to um, an, like an, another universe in a way that's like uh, experimental and untapped are the ones that really get along well. Yeah. with scorpions but i do think there's like the other kind of aquarius that tends to be um very very resistant actually to difference but we still haven't gotten to like do you think that scorpios are the most misunderstood sign no okay who do you think is i don't think there's a most but i think there are a couple of signs that sort of have um big reputations and sometimes those reputations are really negative negative. yeah so what do you think those are so it's like scorpio gemini Uh uh-huh um i think and that's why sometimes scorpio and gemini make really good friends because we're just like you know what (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) you know well i'll get along with you it's fine i think that in terms of having a bad rap i think that um a lot of earth signs like Virgo and Cap can get a sort of like um, um, 
not a bad rap but more like they get they're underrated they get flattened I yeah think. and also tourists can get really flat so like they get really flattened they're like this one's about food this one's about cleaning yeah, this one's about yeah. jobs yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um so there's that i think that I think that I'm sorry. This is my time to shine. I think the other water signs are overrated. <laughs> oh shit! I think everyone's like cancers are so sweet, loving, gentle. Pisces are so dreamy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I mean, they are that. And, uh, oh my god, I have so many Cancer and Pisces friends. But like, also they have negative sides, just like the other, because it's all emotional and emotions are twofold. Yeah. You know. I think it's also like. Scorpio gets stuck with the more difficult emotions mm-hmm. as far as like what what's associated, right? It's like mm-hmm. jealousy and mistrust. And have you ever made a cancer jealous? Because I have and it is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying that doesn't get attached to like <laughs> yeah. the description of like what they're tapping into. And right. I think that there's a lot of Neptunian influence on Pisces for sure. But I think with both Pisces and cancer, you get into the situation of like, like with Gemini, everybody thinks of the worst Gemini they know. And mm-hmm. with Cancer and Pisces, everybody thinks of like the Virgin Mary of Pisces or whatever. You know what yes. I mean? Where they're just like, they can do no wrong. And then you're like, what about this person and this person and this, you know? I don't know. Like, I mean, my like my Pisces question marks can go on for a long time, as you might imagine. But I will say like, and again, I say this with an interest in, in multifaceted understanding of people rather than the desire to like deride a sign. But it's like, I do feel like people get cancer and Scorpio mixed up. Like <laughs> I think that Scorpio, um, is often baby. <laughs> like Scorpio mm. is super hard on the outside, like hard to win over. Yeah. Um, and because they're just honest about their reaction to you, right? Yeah. So if they don't know you, they might yeah. not get cozy or get close or be super sweet. But the thing is that once you're close with a Scorpio, they will like just give you everything, right? So yeah. they're and they're super sensitive and they're super baby. Cancers are super soft on the outside. Like we'll come up close, we'll be like, case up, like we'll want to investigate you, chat, like, you know, do their cardinal stuff. But on the inside, they are hard as fuck. And actually, the closer that you get, often the more difficult it is to get to know them. (laughs) The more difficult it is to, like, understand, to know how they feel. A Scorpio, once you're close to them, you know how they feel because they're literally, like, texting you they love you, like, every hour. (laughs) No. You know? So... I do think that there's some switcheroos on the water on the water end, sure. which is not to say that like, you know, Scorpios have our have our. I mean, I have my negative. I have my negative shit. It's just different. It's different than what what is so often presented. Do you have any advice for? <laughs> Did I bore you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Keeping an eye on the time. Uh-huh. 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 Um, you didn't want to engage with my with my weighing of of different signs. I just felt like you had it covered. Oh. Yeah. Well, do you think that Aquarians get a good rap? It's fine. I think it's fine. You don't think that it's weird that like 
all people say is that they're aliens. Yeah, I mean... Are you like that? I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. The less people know about us, the better. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you still don't have it figured out. You know, it's like there's some people like, oh, wait, doesn't anybody know me? And I'm like, okay, cool, you still don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, whatever. Aquarians, the indie music of the Zodiac. No, for real. Angel Olsen, Sarah McLachlan, Cheryl Crow. Are you calling Sarah McLachlan indie music? Well, she did start Liz Fair. That's true. That is it. She was independent. Mm-hmm. That's that. true. That's the true definition. <laughs> oh, I'm just God. saying, like, she built I'm the mystery all on her own. surprised when I find out people, these people are... Cheryl Crow has an Aquarius stellium. She's like kind of the least weird. She's like Tom Petty, but for white ladies. It's true. I mean, Cheryl Crow made some hits, but then this like Kid Rock thing and the Trump thing. And Lance the, Armstrong. It's confusing. She's very confusing. She's kind of, Aquarians can be very confusing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just wild that somebody with the stellium is like that. Well, you know what they say about the stellium. Sometimes it makes you the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't act like a Leo either. I think that she has, she got very Leo vibes to me, actually. Oh, wait, because of her hair and because she's like. Yeah, yeah, because of her, like, you I can't nobody see what could, I'm doing, but I'm like. <laughs> she's like doing the sort of like, I'm a sexy cowboy face. I'm a but sexy it's like cowboy. Not, it like kind of looks like. Well, because like making a sexy cowboy face is like counterintuitive to sexiness anyway, in some way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how Leos are sometimes. They're like, hey, sexy cowboy. Yeah, it can be a little like. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you ever watch Bojack Horseman? I, I, I did not watch the new season. I have watched all the others. You know, the Golden Retriever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that like cheesy Leo vibe. Hey, I feel like, I feel like he's got real Gemini vibes. <laughs> but it's. I don't think he gets rageful enough. He doesn't have like the Mr. Hyde or oh, yeah. side. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a Gemini, you have to have like, they have to turn terrifying at some point where you're like, oh, okay, now, now I know who you are. Have you ever had a Gemini terror upon you? Gemini terror? No comment. Ooh. Ooh. This is for another episode. I know it's spooky, scary time. The veil is thin. We're in the Via Combusta. <laughs> Though maybe not. You don't want to. You don't want to invite any spooks in. No, I don't want to. I don't want to look in the mirror and say my ex's name three times. Wild. Do you date a Gemini? I dated a couple. I've had some very nice times with them. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Made a lot of music and stuff. There you go. <laughs> you know, that's how. It can be fun that way. It can be fun that way. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I think that, you know, maybe um, in the spirit of our last few episodes, maybe we can just talk about, maybe Rose can just say something that she really appreciates about Scorpios and we can round it out. Wow. Um, It's like what we did for Libras, except this time Rose can just do it. This time I can just do it. Let's see. What do I love about Scorpios? One thing. I'm biased. I feel like I already said the things about it, so I might have to repeat some stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. five things. One. One. That uh, they're in some, into some like weird fucked up shit, just like me. Entertainment value. Occult, occult interests. Uh-huh. 
two mm. sincere revenge plots mm-hmm 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 mm. <laughs> three all oh, fun on Halloween mm. in what way I just feel like most of the Scorpius I know get really pumped for Halloween because usually it's around their birthday, right? Isn't it true? Because I saw this recently. I saw this recently and it rang really true for me and I thought it was sort of fucked up how true it was. Is that like Scorpios are often... New Year's babies. (laughs) The most pumped for Halloween and the least likely to have a good costume. Yes. Sure. <laughs> it's just like I was like, why is that so fucking true? That like the holiday you love because it is usually around your birthday is also the one where you consistently fail. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think that is? Performance anxiety. Oh, is that it? Huh. Sure. Uh huh. Which is not something I'd normally say about Scorpios. No. Uh, what else do I like about Scorpios? They're just really good at cheering you up when you're in a bad mood. Like, um, they can like go sit in the darkness with you, but then like make you laugh in a way that isn't like, let me distract you. Mm -hmm. But like, here's like a a morbid, like, here's a funny spin on this thing that acknowledges like that it's painful and Mm. is not trying to like cover that up, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just come get in the shit with you and like. I don't know. Misery loves company, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, what does. else do I like? Mm, just good friends. Always hold me down. And yeah, I like when they soften up a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's nice. It makes you feel good because they don't do it for everybody. It's true. All right. Well, there you have it. Scorpio um, adoration. <laughs> some reflections on the 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 haunting of mercury retrograde um a couple of rose sniffles a, a stark contrast to, to to the usual sniffles that are mine we tried to uh, help you out yeah thank you so much i think we're good you think we're good all right Gala. well mm-hmm. i hope we didn't give you too sad of a birthday oh my gosh no i I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, what do you need on your birthday, you know? I think, like, it's just... If one has to be alive another year, mm-hmm. you just have to stay really present. I'm just liking this. I'm liking that I'm recording with you on the last hours of my... Um, 31 year. 31 year 31st year mm-hmm. which is also the number four the year i self-actualize oh hey. um and get down to the work the business of the business of being um it's a lot of work yeah dude and then my next number 32 is gonna be five very excited about that i love a five um so yeah, look for me. I'll be around. <laughs> All right, Gala. Where can people find us on the oh internet? My God. <laughs> I know you're not done. Uh, at the Big Dyke Energy Podcast. Yeah. Instagram. You can find us at Big Dyke Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You, you can, can email us. You Big can, Dyke Energy. Yeah. 
You can send me a lavender eye pillow that I can use when I nap while we record. Do you need one? No. Okay, just check in. I just thought it would be a fun, a cool little thing. Yeah, just get Rose one. Why not? You could call her a present. Yeah. What do, what do I want? <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, get her some money. <laughs> um, yeah, give me some money. I like money. I like lingerie. Um, For, uh, from strangers? I mean, if those strangers are lesbians with lingerie lines, there seems to be a hundred of those. Okay, all right. I just didn't know if it was like, hey, babe, I bought this for you. No. (laughs) Well, listen, Mercury's retrograde still. People might be miscommunicating, especially about intimate matters. That's so true. Um, People might think they're owed something if they send you lingerie. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to give anybody anything. Nothing. I'm a with- I'm like a withholding bitch. Withholding witch. Okay, <laughs> oh. bye. Bye. Big Dyke Energy is recorded and mixed by Rose Blakelock and features original music by Night of Cups. The most venomous snake is the inland taipan, and the most deadly scorpion is the Indian red. The indie music festival Sarah McLaughlin produced was, of course, Lilith Fair, not Liz Fair. <laughs> <laughs>